And there you have it, a rousing rendition from Turn Down for What by DJ Snake and Lil John, back from uh, 2014. Yeah, that takes me back. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sitting here, I'm hyped now after that. that was, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what inspired you to choose that? Turn Down for What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, just last week, I had just gotten re- reinvigorated by the, the music world, um, because, and I shared this with you, there had been a headline from, from Cardi B who had done the, the WAP video. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yes, and so um, I saw that headline from Carol Baskin of Tiger King fame going how the video and its inclusion of big cats was glamorizing them and possibly putting them at risk by sh- you know showcasing them in, in such an entertainment fashion. And then Cardi B had snapped back, girl, you killed your husband. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Right? So, totally. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I saw the uh, Tiger King movie and I, uh, I, I agree with Cardi B. I think she totally <laughs> did. Right. Well, so after seeing such a snappy comeback from Cardi B, I was like, well, I better watch this video. Right. So I fired up the WAP video. Um, I admit, I guess I'm so old that I wasn't sure if it was WAP or WAP, but um, WAP. I still don't know either. <laughs> well, I think I've heard it. I think the, it's it's going to be uh, WAP. WAP. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, awesome. I guess WAP sounds dumb. I don't know. Um. Anyway, and I really enjoyed the video. Right? It was like. You know, it's got a, it's got like so many like metaphors and similes, and I, I'm a sucker for a good wordplay. The dancing's fantastic, um, and so while I was just really like jiving to you know some WAP, I, I had somebody say, "Oh, you like WAP? You remember the video for Turn Down for What?" Ah, oh, that's the connection. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the video? Uh probably back in 2014 i don't remember it oh my god i don't know how i have i encourage you and all our listeners if you haven't seen the video for turn down for what also got some fantastic music but if i it may take a quote from the uh one of the one of the producers of the video uh who i believe is named uh daniel kwan he um he actually he's one of the dancers and this is his take on the video he explains as per wikipedia for a while oh the there are two producers both named daniel so this is one daniel kwan talking about the other producer for a while daniel and i had been wanting to explore male sexuality in a really weird way for some reason our brains came up with this image in this other universe where dudes are so pumped up on their own dicks that they're so into their testosterone that the way they show it is by breaking stuff with their dicks. So whatever <laughs> happens, that would just be a funny, logical progression. So basically, that's the video. It's uh... <laughs> yeah. So maybe I didn't see the video. I'm pretty sure I would have remembered that. Oh, I, can't rem- I can't say I remember it. I'll have to go back and check it out. 
Yeah, so I, I just, I, I don't know, it was really fun to just, uh, to enjoy some, some good videos. I love the video for Turn Down For What. It's super inclusive, um, you know, there's lots of dancing by all kinds of folks, and uh, <laughs> I recommend for some fun. Well, back, back, uh, about a, about a five-year, five-year uh, turn since that came out, so yeah, might as well go back and take another, take another peek. Yeah, my recommendation to you, my friend. All right, I'll I'll t- I'll I'll, I'll uh, take you up on that, and I I'd be uh, doing us a disservice to not bring this up uh, since we've just been talking about this uh, with Carol Baskin. Did yeah. you see she is going to be on Dancing with the Stars? Oh my God! Can you what? believe that? No, what? I can't believe it either. Yeah, she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. I saw that. Uh, on Twitter was announced. Uh, I think I saw it yesterday and I had to go do a, a double take and was like, wow, really? They're going to, oh. she's on dancing with the stars. So not sure who she's going to be paired with or anything, but you know, I have to admit, I, I love dancing. Anytime there's a, a music video, I'm always thrilled by, uh, by how people take. And there really have been, uh, there was uh, Betsy Johnson was on one season of Dancing with the Stars. And I don't know if you're familiar with Betsy Johnson. She's a, a designer. No. Uh, she, yeah, she tends to make like these really like bright pink and alternately very gothy accessories. So you can have like Betsy Johnson like handbags. And, and she's definitely a woman who has been on a, a longer road in life. But, oh, my God, she was amazing in Dancing with the Stars, which is interesting because if you, you look up, like, Betsy Johnson, like, items, they're, they're a little, you know, very kind of edgy and out there. But, oh, I saw her do some beautiful dancing on that show. So, you know what? Even though Carol Baskin probably killed her husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I I wonder if there's the making of a, a beautiful beautiful performance there. Well, I'm a big great. I'm a big uh, b- big proponent of separating the art from the artist. So oh you know. well, yeah. uh, <laughs> we can't we can't do that anymore. That's not woke. That's not woke. Uh, I guess okay. I shouldn't have said that. What I said <laughs> oh, about Carol uh, Baskin. Yeah, oh, well, no. I guess I guess I guess I'm not not. Why you gotta be line. pushing my principles, Bob? Sorry. So, oh. Saying, saying, killing your husband doesn't disqualify you from winning if you're if you're put in the put in the. Oh. We'll have to have a discussion about this later. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, how are how are you doing? What's been new with you? Oh, what have I been doing? So I um, gosh, yeah, okay. So I, I finally finished running through um all of my food food service choices for the week. I'm probably, um, I tried buying my own food and I tried buying my own food at the same time that it coincided with two delivery service deliveries from Sunbasket and Martha and Marley's Foods. I had so much food and I had to cook it all super fast before it went bad. And um, it was rough, man. It was rough. I've, I've been surrounded by like artisanal meals. Yeah, spending spending all your time basically uh, putting in that work, basically cooking everything, getting it getting it uh, getting it in while you can. Pretty much, pretty much. I, I guess what it the funny part is, it drove me to consider that maybe I just need to establish a regular grocery store practice. You know, just like yeah. buy buy extra masks and go to the grocery store because I did not like being rushed to cook food. Yeah, that's one of the downsides to it is mm-hmm. you have to. It's a shelf life fight. Yeah. 
It so, comes with the territory. It's like you're trading off, you know, convenience in one end uh, to basically inconvenience yourself on the other side. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So that was kind of my week. I, I guess uh, my whole week could probably be summarized by things I thought I did to convenience myself and then wound up inconveniencing myself elsewhere. Yeah. Much like this mouthy dog. Jesus. <laughs> uh, she's a good dog. <laughs> She's a great dog. Now she's full of energy now that I've nursed her back to health and she wants things. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing similar stuff. I mean, I basically just been, yeah, I've been using the same meal service. I tried Martha Marley Spoon for the first time based off of your suggestion. It was a big hit. Uh, done it Ooh. twice already. Both, both have been a big hit. It's the closest thing I found to plated the original one that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I would almost say they're indistinguishable. It's basically the same exact uh, set up, um, as far as the amount of work that you have to do, um, prep time, cooking time, all that kind of stuff is the same quality of ingredients, the same presentation, pretty much the same. Oh, that's uh, nice. I'm happy. Saw, yeah. Very I happy. An ad for Martha and Marley spoon today. And it said, uh, it's a service for people who love to cook, but don't have time, you know? Mm. And I thought that was really good because it's true. I love to cook and that's the cooking. Their stuff makes me happy. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, yeah, I think we're totally in sync on that. I've been super happy. I'm going to continue along with it for sure. Oh, so here's a a hanging, uh, hanging Chad, uh, from last time. What did you think of sun basket? I think we both tried sun basket. Yeah. Um, nah, uh, I, I, it's too much on the pre-prepared convenience side, uh, to my, to my liking. One of my three meals just came entirely in like, two two pre-sealed tubs and the instructions were like heat both of these yeah. and then mix them together and i was exactly. like exactly and and i'll give you an example so um i had gotten this pepperadelli uh pasta that they that they sent mm-hmm. and to basically prepare it is it was baked and so all the ingredients were already mixed and you basically just as you mentioned you just sort of bake it and and heat it up well you know, a couple episodes back, we mentioned that I'm not a super fan of onion, but even if I were, um, baked onion basically is too strong compared to, uh, for a pasta dish where if you were making a pasta dish, there's a reason why people cook it down, you know, they cook it down and liquefy it. So it flavors, but it won't overpower, uh, you know, the the dish. Well, if it's baked, it's not cooked down. So the, it was way too oniony flavored. Uh, and it, it was, you know, the, the convenient way of heating everything up where it just bake was completely inappropriate for what they put in there. So it was too onion. Was, I, I, and, and I, I was not a fan. So, um, Gosh. yeah, yeah, I know, right. I know, I know. So that was that. Um, but other, uh, I've been super happy with the, uh, Martha and Marley stuff. So, uh, I'll plug that. It was good. Very good. Excellent. 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 Any extra noise you hear is from the dog today. Just oh, that's okay. That's okay. I don't. I, I'm not I don't... tearing apart my home. Oh, geez, dog. <laughs> well, I uh, I followed you um, with the Martha and Marley. I also followed you with something else that you mentioned to me in passing. What? Um, yeah. So um, you had mentioned that you saw a movie uh, earlier in the week uh, called money plane Uh, no 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 it's not called money plane it's called money plane oh it's money plane yeah exactly (laughs) well you sent me a you sent me a clip of uh money plane 
and money uh, a money plane. And after seeing that clip, I thought I need to see this movie because, uh, as we mentioned a few episodes back or quite a few episodes back, I love like really bad, crappy movies. I just get a kick out of uh, out of watching them. I just find it fun to just sort of like chuckle along with them. And Miami Connection is one of my all time favorites. Now. This money plane is no Miami connection, uh, but it is it's in that sort of realm. It is uh, delightfully bad. It was Dude, money plane has got to be like 2020s, like movie of the year. It features and I, I don't think it's going to ruin this for anybody, but to convey the glory of what you're getting into three Lawrence brothers. If we all uh-huh. remember Joey, whoa, Lawrence. Yes. Yeah. It's him, and it's got two of his brothers. And the hilarious part is, I could only figure out one of them until I had to watch the credits to figure out who the other two. But they were definitely in there, and I think it's even directed by one of the brothers. So yeah, I, just... I, I spotted Joey, and I think one of the Lawrence brothers might have even was part of the uh, people that like uh, came up with the concept and wrote it. Um, yes. Oh, and here's the hilarious part. Here, I tried to explain to uh, an 11-year-old what this movie was about. They were like, what's this? I was like, it's called Money Plane. They were like, what's it about? And I was like, uh, it's about a plane with uh, money on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for, for our, our, our listeners, the general gist of the movie is um, it's sort of a heist movie. I think they're trying to go after the Ocean's Eleven type thing, uh, you know, where they were robbing the Bellagio Casino, where in this case, it's a casino in the sky. In right, plane. because they're in international airspace. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> they're in international airspace. And so you have the uh, the the head robber or the head uh, uh, person that leads the, the heister that leads his team. <laughs> Uh, is a WWF wrestler, WWE wrestler, Edge. Uh, is I th- believe this is his film debut. And um, they're basically planning to rob a plane and, because they are indebted to a, uh, uh, a criminal... Mr. Grumble! Yeah, a criminal, a criminal sort of uh, overlord in the underworld uh, played by uh, Kelsey Grammer, Frazier Crane himself who is incredible in this, and his character's name is uh, Rumble. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's, he's just he's hilarious to watch. Yeah. In the, and in, if in... all of that didn't sell you, there's even a cameo from Denise Richards. So anybody oh, yeah. wondering what Denise Richards has been up to these days, check it on out. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, she, makes, she makes a, uh, uh, a cameo, although I think they were thinking that was like an actual role, but it's basically cameo level role. She's hardly in it at all. For what? No. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was I was entertained by it. I thought it was quite funny. I uh, texted a few of uh, a few of my friends that um, share in uh, a love of really bad movies. I haven't heard mm-hmm. back from them yet. I don't know if they've seen it, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm. They're Very probably still looking for the alligator scene. I know I was. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess maybe some context for that, maybe, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody, go watch the clip for this movie. They, they say that uh, in the money plane, this futuristic, advanced casino in the sky, you can bet on anything. Anything. And anything. Abs- and anything. Then they yeah. really heavily promised that there would be a scene involving a man and an alligator, but... Uh-huh. Uh, 
I leave yeah. it to you to see what yeah. happens. Yeah, see, but yeah, see, 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 uh, see for yourself. It's worth, <laughs> it's worth it. I just went. I immediately went to uh, Amazon Prime, and uh, I was like, I gotta rent me some of this. So oh God, yes. And you know what's funny? I think Money Plane, if I recall correctly, most of the time you don't have the option to pay a dollar less to get it in HD versus SD or whatever. But right. with Money Plane, you can save a buck. It's you okay. can save a buck. You can definitely save a buck. In fact, there is a scene uh, where the uh, WWF wrestler Edge uh, is in a cockpit of a plane. I, you know what? I'm not going to worry about spoiling anything for anybody that's listening to this because uh, it won't matter. <laughs> but he's apparently flying a plane in a cockpit. And if you look at the uh, effects out of the window, it looks like somebody made this on their home pc i mean it looks so oh, bad there's no I was need just confused by the part where he tries to choke somebody with a stretchy cord i was like oh, oh. that's gonna take a while how about the how about uh i i didn't realize you could become electrocuted by falling backwards into a uh server they're oh, in a God, server yes, right? the server room and he fell into a computer and that's somehow i remember electrocuted. they used to warn all of us way at the beginning when we were tiny tiny it personnel Careful in the server room. Don't want to get electrocuted. Well, he sure did. He sure did. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's good. Good fun, Bob. Good fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, so check out Money Plane on, right now on uh, Amazon Prime and, uh, and, and any other streaming services you can find it. It's worth it. Money Oh, and it's only about an hour and a half or an hour and 20 minutes. It's not exactly a long flick. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I, I almost forgot about money playing. I no, don't know I, how. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't forget it. So um, yeah, that's what I've been up to. All right. Well, glad to hear. So, from what I can tell, it's uh, we've been eating and indulging in questionable media. Sounds like an average week. Average week. Average week. <laughs> money playing. Money playing. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing I've been, uh, you know bouncing around on the internet, uh, looking at seeing what's going on in the world, trying to stay up to date. I found a couple of things that caught my eye. Um, there was a, uh, an article that actually was just on the New York times today. Um, and was also on boing, boing.net that, that caught my attention because, uh, this has been said by other people that I've known in my life. Uh, this has bugged them, bugged them, but the, uh, address, the, uh, uh, title of the article was, um, man addresses city council about why boneless chicken wings should be renamed. So I was like, oh, okay. So I had to look into this. Um, well, there's a citizen by the name of Andrew Christensen who lives in Lincoln, Nebraska, mm. and uh, was inspired to attend his Lincoln City Council meeting. And he made a very impassioned pitch that uh, Lincoln, Nebraska could be uh, a thought leader uh, in this particular area because he is proposing that they get rid of the name boneless chicken wings altogether uh, because it's they're doing a disservice to children uh, because they're misleading them. Uh, and the reason they're misleading them is there's really no such thing as a boneless chicken wing. It's really just hunks of chicken breast with, uh, you know, buffalo sauce on it. But it's not a wing at all. 
and he was oh, very God. passionioned by this and you felt know the what? need. I was this year's old today when I found out boneless chicken wings were actually chicken breast. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> yeah, I didn't this know. is. I've had I've had people complain about this uh, before. I've I've heard this impassioned uh, pitch uh, just on the, on the side in my own life, where people are like they're not really chicken wings, you know. Um, I like his proposal where he says, "Why don't we call them buffalo style chicken tenders, or even wet tenders, or saucy nugs?" <laughs> <coughs> I mean, all those make sense, but he. Uh, He's obviously serious about this. He went and he impassionately spoke at the uh, at the council meeting. The one sad part about it was he did get laughed at. I don't know if you Aww. saw the video. Did you see the video? <laughs> yeah, he's like, really? Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, was, you can hear somebody off in the side laughing. And then if you look at the uh, video behind, there's a, a young lady probably four rows behind him to uh, right over his right shoulder who's wearing a mask, but if you follow her eyes, you can tell she's, uh, she's holding back a laugh as well. I think she was, see, these are all chuckling. good reasons. You should, uh, attend local politics and get involved in your city council. You never know when some guy is going to come in with a save the children from this horrible lie. We've all been living with chicken wings. They're attached yeah. to bones. bones. He came strutting in with a, what appeared to be a cheeseburger tie. And he, uh, missed that. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was like a cheeseburger tie or something like that, and uh, he made his pitch. This well, is their chance to get rid of the name Boneless Chicken Wings and stop misleading the children of Lincoln. So I wish they'd stop misleading me. I didn't know that they weren't from the chicken wing either. Yeah. So so there. Yeah, so they're gonna gonna go force the names. Actually, it reminded me. I remember back in December there was a, an article that I had seen um, where it was the the company Lyft, you know, mm-hmm. um, Uber and Lyft, they basically were, uh, they, they basically were trying to change names of Lyft drivers. Uh, basically the article was, I think it was Boing Boing as well, was saying that Lyft was identifying people that had offensive names. Now these were real, real names, uh, that had, um, some potentially, um, if, you know, uh, you know, sexually explicit uh, oh, names dude, or something like that. These were drivers. They were passengers. They were oh, passengers. users. Oh, okay. They were like, okay. if your name violates community guidelines, we're going to remove you from Lyft. It's a sad because yeah. Lyft was supposed to be the fun service. It was supposed to be your buddy, not like Uber, their fancy, fancy bourgeoisie black cars. I didn't. I didn't even know the, uh, the the branding was uh, was different until you mentioned that uh, one time on a business trip. But I have noticed that totally. Well, okay. So I didn't know it was passengers, but I just remember that Lyft was basically. I don't know if they were going to ban uh, ban ban people or basically uh, flag them in some way, but um, they were going out of their way to basically say your name is offensive when it was their legal name. It was All basically right. like yeah. You've wound you've wound us up. I assume nobody was named Boneless Chicken Tender. No but, one, no, uh, no one was named Boneless Chicken. Tender. What are what are the names? What are the uh, names? There were a couple that I found. So um, I just loaded up the old article. Yeah, I mean, honestly, some of these like Mike Finger, really, that's not. I wouldn't. <laughs> why would that? Uh, I wouldn't expect that to get flagged. Kara Dick is one. Uh, Candace You're... Poon, that's pretty funny. Oh, poor Candace Poon. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny. And then if you look, Candace Poon had a uh, 
she basically um, posted to Twitter and she basically writes, community guidelines are great and all, but it's ironic asking of us for, for, to respect the community when you flag my real name as a violation. Um, she said, uh, you know, somebody else was like, hey, I'm not uh, I'm not thrilled with my name either, you know, but I had what no idea it violated Cumming? that she's Nicole the one. Yeah. Cumming? Nicole Cumming. <laughs> Nicole Cumming says, hi, my name, Nicole Cumming, has been flagged as inappropriate by Lyft. I'm not thrilled with my name either, but I had no idea it violated community guidelines. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, for some reason, this was, uh, I just, I get a, I get a, I, I'm pretty immature. I find, like, some of these <laughs> silly names funny. I can't help but laugh. In fact, um, when I used to switch companies, uh, when Cox. I would do sort of consulting, I used to go into their gal and just look to see if I could find like funny names anytime. Kevin like, Cox. My first or yeah, I mean that's kind of a that's kind of a common one. Um, Dick DeBartolo. Uh, uh, no dicks, no dicks for Lyft. I mean that oh, one. That, that one I wasn't found that funny. Jennifer Dick. They didn't like her either. Yeah. I, now see, Candace Poon, I think is funny. <laughs> That's just that. That's I think the winner of the bunch. That's I just... can't believe this guy's last name is actually Butt Plug. <laughs> is that I missed that one <laughs> with two G's? <laughs> really? Holy crap! That's hilarious. <laughs> Poor Butt Plug. <laughs> that, see, that's one I would. If I were a kid, uh, I used to make a lot of prank phone calls for just for fun. That would be uh, a gold mine for prank phone calls. I would love to make prank phone calls for someone whose last name is Butt Plug. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So yeah, that's uh, that was an article that absolutely caught my eye, and it reminded me for some reason I don't know why my brain jumped to the to the to the lift article but it did um i saw a couple of other interesting ones uh unrelated to um funny names but this one kind of falls into our wheelhouse as we've uh, mentioned before that we're a little bit on the food snobbery side oh this this food snobbery yeah this basically (laughs) was uh an article that said there's a 350 dollar peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which is on the menu of a restaurant in Chicago's West Loop. You know, I feel Um, like we're in that scene from, um, uh, you know, Jack Rabbit Slim's dance contest. What was that? Yeah, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, Fiction, right, where uh, Vincent Vega is out there with Mia Wallace, and they sit down, and she orders, what was it, a $5 shake. shake. A $5 shake. And he's like, $5? Is that really gonna be like yeah. worth it if I, now we're locking at what a 350 yeah. for a sandwich yeah, yeah it's like five dollars that's a shake that's milk and ice cream <laughs> they don't put bourbon in or nothing <laughs> it's the same kind of yeah this is the same kind of deal they have some fancy stuff in here so i did look at well first of all let me get to the story so the um basically the uh, it was the brainchild of the restaurant owner of this uh, pizza, beer, and jukebox. And he came to this idea where I guess he said he uh, – this is a quote. The inspiration actually comes from when I was a child and we grew up very poor and we were eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and then just peanut butter sandwiches and then just peanut butter. Mm. So he was looking at this as the irony uh, – 
that he had to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and stuff a lot as a kid. And he came to the idea, well, how would I make the world's most expensive peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And how he pulled that off was uh, he uses this world's most expensive jelly, which is this uh, red currant jam uh, called the uh, Maison uh, Dutre. Uh, a red currant You're the one uh, who took jam. all those years of French. I only had one and a half years. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I would pronounce it, and maybe I'm botching it. But um, this jam is hand seeded using goose quills and he uses this all natural uh peanut butter and they put this on a toasted edible gold leaf bread and then on top of that they drizzle it with the world's most expensive honey which is a new zealand uh, monacoa honey um so all things added up it's a 350 dollar peanut butter and jelly sandwich um so i don't know if it's a gimmick or if it's incredibly delicious i don't know you don't know if it's a gimmick i don't i mean oh it's a gimmick but i don't know if it's i don't know if it's going to be uh something that is a a very unique experience or if it's just going to taste like peanut butter and jelly i don't uh, that i can't tell you i'm kind of curious right because especially this fancy jam that's hand seeded with goose quills and for those of us who don't quite understand what that means they they don't put the seeds in with a goose quill it actually (laughs) means that they take the seeds out in which case why are they saying that this is hand de-seeded i don't know but um, they basically Good point. exactly they take the goose quill and they use the quill to slice open the currant. And I don't know if anybody's eaten a currant lately, but currants are about the size of like I don't know, like half of a blueberry or yeah, they're tiny, oh, really, really tiny. Yeah, they're like the size of pomegranate seeds, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so somebody by hand has to slice it open with a goose quill. I don't even know what's going on there, and then use the quill to scoop out the seed bits. Um, man, I feel like we could have done a whole episode, like the the coffee beans that are like pooped out by monkeys. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I love these kinds of gimmicky things. Um, I I can't say I'm three hundred and fifty dollars curious, but I mean, if somebody was to, I mean, I'd love to try it. I wouldn't pay three hundred fifty bucks. Um, so yeah. Here it says that it's only eighteen euro to get like eighty five grams of this current jam. Mm. So eighteen euro, isn't that like what, like twenty twenty bucks right now? I can't remember where we are. Something like that. Yeah, maybe right. twenty two. I, I bet you could it. probably like, you know, gold leaf your own bread and uh make one of these at home for like a hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm wondering how much the honey cost. Oh, how much is the honey? We'll have, to check, we'll have to check this out, but the, I'm sure the honey is pretty pricey as well. The gold leaf bread, I mean, I guess when you add all this up, yeah. Plus, I'm sure there's a nice hefty upcharge. Huh. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to try to make this at home, but because the thing is, it's like I, okay, so I can buy a jar of Manuka honey for 30 bucks. I could probably get this jar of jam for like maybe 30 after paying import taxes. Yeah, that's probably about right. I'm going to have to put some bread and gold. I mean, I might just build this on my tongue, right? Because yeah, I don't exactly. Do carbs. I mean, the I don't Adams... do carbs, Maison the... Dutriez. Uh-huh. Well, the Adam... <laughs> butter is super, super gettable. That's nothing difficult. I mean, we'd, we'd be able to get that with pretty, uh, the dog. without a whole lot of effort. 
The dog wants peanut butter. You'll have to hold your horses, dog. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I thought that was interesting. I don't know if I would, um, I would not pay 350 bucks to try it, but I, I'd love to try it, but I'm not paying 350 bucks. You know what I think we should do next time, Bob? Uh, no, thank you, dog. I think next time we should go find something online that's supposed to be ridiculous, buy, each buy tiny portions of it, and then we can do I was... online tasting. I was so it's so funny. I was thinking I was just like three hundred fifty bucks. If you got like ten people, and you ordered you ordered it and just took a little 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 slice and just Dude, tasted it. You no, could... you're not mailing me your leftover manuka honey. That's disgusting. oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying mail. I'm saying in if I was in Chicago, there was like ten people in Chicago, you could <laughs> go and basically sample it. Bob, where are you waiting? I'm just saying we should each cash up 30 bucks, buy some Manuka honey, and just eat the stuff on the show. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm up for that. I'm up for that. We do a okay. live stream. I, I don't want these imaginary scenarios where there are 10 people in Chicago daintily passing around a tiny-ass spoon. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Instead, we'll just live, we'll live stream it raw. Might as well. It, thank you. Yes, that's what I want. Okay, good. It's very, it's very with the times. Okay, good. So, all right, I'm up for that. I mean, okay, I'm pretty, I'm pretty adventurous. If people want me, to, if you, anybody would want to see me try something on a nobody wants sure, to see not? you try manuka honey, but that's what's gonna happen because we don't that's actually gonna have, happen. we don't have an inbox, Bob. There's no feedback. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Yeah, there's no, there's no repercussions. From yes, for people from other countries that said hello, where are you nope. as a producer of this show? No, I, I did check. Believe me, I check. I just didn't want to acknowledge that there hasn't been anybody else recently. So ah! I didn't want to declare failure so publicly. But believe me, I was checking. All right, then. You know what I saw today? Um, I was at the Asian food market buying uh, frozen ramen because I didn't want to buy instant because allegedly mm -hmm. instant doesn't have nutrition in it. So you got to buy uh, fresh ramen. And they had frozen durian there. And I was super tempted oh, to uh -huh. pick some up and send it to you. And now maybe I will. Dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> do you, it, is it going to... Um, do you think Frozen would still carry the, the pungency that you normally would fresh? I feel like you'd have to let it come to room temperature um, for uh -huh. sure. But uh, you know okay. what? It's as good as we're getting right now. All right. Yeah, that's probably our best bet. All right, so mark my words, we're gonna start mailing each other stuff and making and right. and, and that's where we are for content. Dear God, it's come to this. We'll live stream it. Why not? <laughs> you say live stream like you know what it means. How are we gonna live stream this? Yeah, we could like Twitch, or we could use uh, we could you know one of the <laughs> one of the streaming services. They now you know there's 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 ways to do it. Absolutely. Oh, there's ways. Okay, well, excellent. <laughs> That way I can't. That way uh, I can't cheat and edit out my gross out factor. <laughs> if I do something embarrassing, like start twitching. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, we'll figure something out. All, all right. right. So here and then here was my favorite story that I saw this week. I mean, the title alone was like, oh, all right, yeah, this is great. So the title was only in L.A. and um, it said flight crews report man in a jetpack during their final approach to LAX. And there's not much more to say about it than that. There's, uh, there was basically, the story is uh, some, some pilots were 
making their final approach to land in uh, Los Angeles International Airport. And they spotted a man flying around with a jetpack. And he was at about 3,000 feet in the air. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is absolutely incredible. I mean, this is like something out of the Mandalorian or like Iron Man or something. Um, I don't know. I don't know how this this individual got this jetpack or how this actually worked. Um, but sure enough, someone was flying with a jetpack about 3000 feet in the air uh, and alarmed some uh, pilots that were on their way to land their aircraft in LAX. Incredible. Incredible. This is like, uh, you remember that old movie? What was it? Rocket Man or something like that? Even like back in the 80s? Uh, never mind. I, I do. I do know which one you're talking about. I think like Jennifer Connelly was in it. I think so. Yeah, I don't remember much about it, actually. It was kind of like one of those, it was supposed to be a classic superhero movie about a dude in a jetpack. So, dude in a jetpack, hey? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw the Mandalorian series, but that's a big um, sort of side um story is like one of the main weapons i guess or uh, tactics of the mandalorians do you feel like this is the moment where the pandemic has jumped the shark like well we're starting to see uh, people in packs i mean i think it started yeah maybe because i think originally people were a little bit more uh like their reactions were a little bit more Mm fear-based now it's just like wacky you know like people Mm -hmm. are just like I don't know. They probably just feel like, what do you have to lose? I mean, people are doing some goofy stuff. I mean, that uh, you've got this guy taking, you know, making his stand against boneless chicken wings and felt like this was his moment to do it. Yeah. Uh, and somebody is like, well, if ever I was going to fly around on a jetpack, might as well do it now. I think in homage to this fearless jetpack, actually, I'm, I'm fairly certain there's a fair amount of fear going on, but what do I know? We should, Bob, we should recreate the, the flight transcripts of the three airline pilots who, who witnessed such an event. What do you think? <laughs> you mean actually read the transcripts? They yes. have the transcripts right here. They oh, have yeah, the why not? Okay. Why not? Okay. How do you want to do it? All right. I will be the pilot and you can be <laughs> the control tower. Okay. <laughs> I can, I, I can, I can, I can do this. Sure. Okay. All right. So there's three transcripts, one for each plane. Here we go. <clears throat> Tower, American 1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. American 1997. Okay, thank you. Uh, were they to your left or right side? <laughs> Off the left side at uh, maybe 300, uh, 300 yards or so, about our altitude. Okay, American 1997. Southwest 6046. Tower, we just saw the guy pass by us. JetBlue 23, uh, please caution a person with a jetpack reported 300 yards south of the L.A. final at about 3,000 feet. JetBlue 23, we heard and are definitely looking. Only in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> that is an official transcript. Uh, you know, I, I love these airline transcripts. Yeah, usually they're about terrifying things like midair passenger exchanges and aluminum rain. But th- this is a nice one. <laughs> I've never actually read an airline transcript before. This is uh, this is my this is my first. Probably going to be uh, it's going to be a hard top in this. It's going to be a hard one to beat. Ah, oh, bless, bless the tower, bless you pilots, and uh, you keep on keep doing what you're doing, regardless of whatever weird 
Uh, I wonder how much stuff they see out there. Anyway. Oh, uh, well, I mean, the, um, so basically, the, the it's, there was a quote from the United Airlines captain, uh, Jose Moreno, mm-hmm. and um, he was not uh, amused by this. He actually warned that the person flying the jetpack could have caused a major catastrophe. He actually, this is an exact quote from him, uh, said, if that guy on a jetpack is flying around in a restricted airspace, he's endangering other people. God forbid if he gets sucked in by one of the engines, if he gets close enough. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean common sense would say that could be a major problem i mean that's uh, true like a bird's brought down the plane from uh from sully you know if he got sucked into an engine he could you know kill everybody oh oh you hear that jetpack man i hear they're looking for you (laughs) think things through jetpack man think things through that's right be thoughtful be thoughtful if you're jetpacking i mean you want if you want to fly around in a jetpack at three thousand feet have at it just don't do it in uh, by by an airport, <laughs> maybe go out somewhere. No one, likes an, no one yeah. likes an a hole. No one likes an a hole. No one likes an a hole. So, think think it through. So yeah, that was uh, that's all I saw in uh, in news that caught my eye this week. Boy, it sounds like some of that news caught a lot of people's eyes, to be honest. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I gotta admit, I'm super glad I wasn't on that plane. If I was a passenger looking out to the side, I'd be done, right? I'd be done ski. I'd be just like, ah. <laughs> I would, I would have loved it. Honestly, I would have seen someone on a jetpack. I mean, I probably would not have been nervous. I've been on a plane enough that, you know, I don't get nervous at all on a plane. Um, if I just saw some random dude flying around in a jetpack, I would have loved that. I guess. But for me, I'm like, it's 2020, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe we're on our way to embrace and accept. Yeah. Who can? Yeah. Boneless chicken tenders. Yep. Tempting fate. (laughs) All right. All right. So speaking of, are you ready? Bob? Yeah. Question of the day. I'm ready. Totally. Question of the day. And so because I know we had some lovely, lovely, uh, thoughtful articles today um, about uh, things and names and such, I found this question just for you. Okay. You're, you're going to have a uh, tough time topping the last one. I love the last question. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> somebody owes me cake from the from the from the city oh, from the man. city yeah all right well a lot more is owed in this particular scenario so okay in fact all it's right. a question of what may be owed in this case here we go <clears throat> all right fresh out of reddit oh, okay. oh my bad it's not fresh it's two years old but whatever almost That's fine. fresh out of reddit okay <clears throat> my parents are creative types my three siblings and I all have creative names. I'm named after a reptile. My sister is named after a part of the brain. My brother is named after a fish. And my younger brother, youngest, is just named a weird name. And he's got the most traditional name of us all. We all hate our names. We talk about it plenty. Most of us have gone by nicknames our entire lives. And I know I plan to change my name before I get married. My mom and I don't get along well. We butt heads a lot, but my sister is a mama's girl and has never gone by a nickname because my mom says it's disrespectful to the name she was given. Which again, my sister hates. My brothers are closer to my dad, as am I, but my mom has a dominant personality, so they listen to her. I don't. My mom runs from her responsibilities, calls it hands-off parenting, and doesn't give us a shred of respect. 
sometimes I like her, but I haven't loved her for a while. Ooh, okay. Wow, right? So there's thus yeah. is the background. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, the plot thickens. <clears throat> I got serious with my boyfriend recently, and he wanted to meet my family. Of course, I got talked into spending a whole week with them. I only agreed because my parents are both still working and my mom facilitates extracurriculars in the after school because she's a teacher. I figured we could do other things. On Tuesday, we had a family dinner because it was the one night my mother wasn't busy. It was the first time we'd had a real conversation since I was in college and she kept calling me by my real name. Everyone else at the table was using my nickname. My boyfriend has only ever called me by my nickname. I keep my real name under wraps, although I did plan to tell him before I went to change it. Of course, he got curious and started asking what my mom was talking about. And then she starts going on about how much she slaved over baby nameless, how she got a stroke of inspiration while she was at the zoo, how much the name meant to her, and how selfish I am to go by a nickname. I just exploded. I told her how much I hate my name, how humiliating it is, how selfish she is to have given us all names that get us bullied and harassed. I kept going and talked about how much I can't stand her, how she treats her students better than her children. And it was just complete word vomit. My mom started crying. My dad kicked me out and my boyfriend as well. You hear that, Elon and Grimes? <laughs> 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 little A1 as <laughs> anyway so <laughs> oh my god okay so now my siblings are forbidden from seeing me no the siblings are like I think the next oldest one is 19 um, the writer's 23 uh, my siblings are forbidden from seeing me and I got a text from my brother saying my mom's been interrogating them about whether or not they think she's a bad mom. Wait, so who's so the siblings aren't singers? Can you how was that written? Is it that the mother has, is forbidding the siblings from seeing her? Yeah. So it's the it's implied that the mother is the one that's because she has the dominant personality. It yes. doesn't say it, but okay. Yeah, that's the implication. Wow. Our dad is totally taking it and participating. They, the parents, are on this war path, and it's my fault, and now my siblings are miserable. My boyfriend's being a complete trooper, and I'm grateful to have him, but I know this is putting a lot of wear on him. How do I get to a place where I can get my parents to chill out so it doesn't get worse for my siblings? How do I just make it better? And... <laughs> Wow. Oh, my God. This is a fascinating question because um, so there's, you know, there's a lot going on here. I mean, one is just I mean, the name is it's a fascinating question. Um, at the end of the day, this is basically like the, the, the mom is sort of the dominant one. And it feels like she needs to control the relationships of everybody. You know what I mean? Like she needs to basically say, you know, you can you can see them, you can see them, you can see them. Mm -hmm. um for me in this kind of situation um i don't think they're ever going to be able to uh avoid that i think the mom basically is is like super 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 uh controlling mm -hmm. and the you think this frankly, based just entirely on the 
on the response to the to the argument where she forbids the kids and now yeah. kids are miserable. Well, I mean, not just on that. I mean, basically, they she she teed that up in the beginning. Uh, I'm looking at my notes right away. Is she basically says that um, on one side she says that they uh, very hands off parents. So I was like, yeah. okay, you know, so basically sort of hands off parents, and I take that as. Uh, more like there's there's no rules in place you know they're not going to set necessarily rules but Mm -hmm. this is kind of the the mom seems like she's extremely controlling uh so so the hands-off thing seems like a you know um only applicable in certain areas because she's not letting her kids make their own decisions obviously especially when it comes to a name that she's choosing for them uh for me you know it's pretty cut and dry she's an adult if she doesn't like her name well legally she can go and change her name and she can say you know i'm requesting that you call me this Mm -hmm. and you know i have a pretty simple uh simple you know thing in life if somebody wants to be addressed by whatever they want to be addressed by i'm gonna honor that yeah case closed simple simple as that right yeah um but in in her case she is not uh, she's not good with that at all, I guess, because she feels like uh, she chose it and her word is final, case mm-hmm. closed. Um, and it, it, it almost feels like, I don't know, it, 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 it doesn't feel like she's necessarily hurt by it, but more just like angry because, you know, it's like more like a, a defying act. And I feel like she needs to be super controlling about it. And now on top of that, she needs to control the relationships that basically is like, well, now they can't see you because you have abandoned the name that I gave you. I mean, this is like, I don't know how you deal with somebody like this. I feel like she's going to be, um, wow. try to, con- she's going to, she's going to try to control everything. And in answer to the question of, how can she make it better for the siblings? The only answer for that in this particular case would be to uh, use the name that she um, is demanding that she use. And now you need to make a you need to make a choice of what's important to you. Mm-hmm. You know, is it are you going to stand up for yourself, uh, or are you going to um, basically back off? Mm-hmm. So that the, um, the 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 siblings don't get it, and really the best situation for everybody, I think, is the siblings have to make up their own mind too, you know, and they have to stand on their own two feet, and they have to not um, let her control them, you know, seeing her, you know, they they need to they need to be adults and basically say, you know what, I'm going to have a relationship with my sibling. Yeah, this is such a this is really tough, right? Because the um, the person in question the is 23. And their siblings are 19, 17, and 16, right? And that's yeah, always, yeah. Uh, you know, generally speaking, yeah. it's tough when the oldest one is is estranged from the parents and is still, you know, in touch with the, the younger siblings who are in the house. That's such a tough position to be in. Yeah, it, it, it is. It absolutely is, especially at 16. I mean, that's high school. Um you know, it's, I I just, I just think this is so wrong. I'm just, I'm not a fan of, of this kind of thing. It's like, you know, just, she's, she's trying to, um, I just hate when people like try to leverage certain things. I know it's not an exact same thing, but I also don't like, like when parents will give something to a kid and then they will hold it over their head as some sort of leverage. 
Yeah, forever, strings. you know, constantly bring it up, keep strings attached kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's different, but the mentality is still the same. It's just a way of sort of controlling them. Um, and in this case, it's not I'm giving you, but if you, you know, defy my rule, uh, mm-hmm. then I am going to hold that uh, not over you, but over everybody else as well. Wow, you know, it's basically, I, I you know? can't believe that. I mean, you know, honestly, every time I bring up one of these questions, you've always demonstrated this kind of compassion that is beyond my, and, and let's just be honest here, between the two of us, you, you're far nicer than me. The, um, <laughs> well, I'm I, reactive. I, I can be, I can be reactive. I mean, I have my flaws. I can hold a grudge like a champ. I mean, I know I said I'm a, I'm a living, you know, I'm a live shut up, Bob. Type, take but... the compliment. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Well. <laughs> but, but you're, I, but here, but let here, let me take it back. But in this one, like you are just straight out anti. You know, this is a controlling woman in a in a yeah. in a not good situation, and it's all that. And what's funny is I kind of expected like a typical compassionate response from you, which would be like, "Well, I'm sure that the mother was horrified to hear this outburst. You know, it sounded like they've been hating their names for a while, but nobody told her." And she thought she had, you know, as an extension of her love. Okay, I can't do this anymore. Dude, how do you do this? <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 this one is, it's, it's different because for me, it's like, if somebody is well-intentioned, you can kind of pick up on that. And if somebody is well-intentioned, I can work with that, uh, generally speaking. Like, you know, they always say the, 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 you know, path to hell is made with good intentions. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I feel like that's something that you can work with. But when she, once you hit a certain uh, type of response um, or some or, or, or behavior that you can't really work with, mm-hmm. I don't like people that are extremely arrogant and I don't like people that are manipulative. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, because those are traits that just sort of they tend to stick with people in all of their dealings in life. And yeah. I feel like she's being very manipulative here. Um, and, and she's trying to manipulate the young, uh, the, the other siblings in order to get her way with, with, with the older one. And I just don't like that kind of, um, approach. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's not good. Okay. So, all right. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I had a hard time like pretending to be you on this one. Um, it's kind of bombed out around the third sentence because I think you're right. (laughs) So, uh yeah so what was our, our final conclusion that the... i mean the final the final conclusion was <clears throat> I, she basically was saying look how do i make things so that it's not you know super mm-hmm. hard on my siblings if i were her uh i would initiate contact with the siblings and just not tell the mother you know yeah. like i would look at it like you know we have uh we we have the right to have a strong relationship uh, independent of, um, mm-hmm. of our mom, um, yeah. you know, and I'm going to do that. Yeah. And if for, if I'm the 23 year old, I can basically tell the mom to get lost. I'm going to have a relationship with my sibling. But the problem is, you know, that the younger ones are yeah. going to, are going to yeah, get it. Right. So, it. I, so, I have a small story to share on this front, actually. Sure. Um, when I was growing up, so I, I, I know I've mentioned my younger sister who's, who was living on a farm until recently. Uh, right. <laughs> Actually, I have a funny update I'll have to share later. Um, but anyway, 
so when we were uh, when we were younger, I was in college. She was still living in the house, and uh, she told me while I was home for vacation that she had gotten a ticket. Uh, she had gotten a speeding ticket, and uh, she didn't know whether or not she wanted to tell her parents because um, she was afraid that they would get really angry about it and and yell at her. And I said no. You know, the right thing to do is to tell mom and dad. So at least that way they can figure out the best way to handle it. You know, maybe when you go to court, you there's going to be a way we can negotiate, right? And my sister was like, okay, okay. And she told them, and sure enough, she was right. They lost their minds. They right. yelled at her for must have been like 30 minutes of forever, and after it was done, I was like, you know what? You were right. I was wrong. You shouldn't have told them. Yeah. Um, you know, doing the right thing is it's actually a lot more contextual to in, in a right. family scenario. So, yeah, totally. And, and in this case, it's like, OK, what's the right thing? What's the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, in even in this case, uh, if if there was a speeding ticket or a violation or something, Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not like you're doing anything damaging or, you know, bad. But on a technicality, this is something that would be wrong. It's violating the law on a technicality, although very, very minor thing. In this particular case, having a relationship with your sibling is a positive thing. It is not wrong in any way, shape or form unless, you know, the sibling is somebody that is doing something very, very damaging. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you know, yeah. any kind of criminal activity. The person yeah. that's in the wrong here by any objective measure is the controlling mom. So um, I think uh, if she has a relationship with her siblings and does not tell her mom about it, I think yeah. that's the best thing for everybody. I really do. Yeah. That's the best. That's the way to go. Okay. Well, uh, so there was an update uh, because people were curious. The The author wrote back in and, and, and revealed the names of all the siblings. Mm. So if you'd love to know what I would is- love to know. I mean, honestly, I was, uh, <laughs> I, w- I was, my guess was that they weren't going to list the names so that they hate them, but I'd love to know what the names are. So if you want to know the mom having the inspiration at the zoo, the, the writer's name is chameleon. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, the sister who's named for the part of the brain is named Salsi. I like the sulcus. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. is that a brain wrinkle? Is that what she got named after? I can't remember. Uh, I never took A&P. <laughs> yeah, it's a brain wrinkle. So, oh, God, her poor sister. Oh, my God. I mean, OK, like, OK, Chameleon's a little bit wacky, right? Yeah, um, it's not it's not something it's, I would be like, you know, ashamed of. But I, I'm, yeah. I'm also not that's not my name. And I didn't. You yeah. know, catch crap growing up. I mean, hey, all of these are way better than uh, uh, Elon and Grimes' oh, name God. that they're putting on their their, uh, their son. Well, the the next sibling is named Guppy. Guppy. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> oh my gosh! I would have had a field day if I had a friend named Guppy. Right, growing no up, mercy. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been able to help myself. I mean. You're automatically the little kid. It doesn't matter what you look like. You're automatically uh, the little guppy. I mean, I can I can uh, say you know publicly that I'm very against bullying and all this kind of stuff, uh, <laughs> which I am. But um, I'm sorry if I were a kid and I had a friend named Guppy, I would have been, 
Yeah, I would have given them a lot of crap. Merciless. Um, and the youngest brother is named Upton, who's probably the luckiest of the bunch. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. And apparently he goes by the by the name of Tony. So. And ca- ca- Chameleon, you could go by Cammy, you could go by, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I can't. You know, I'm with her. I, I don't think that's a name I'd enjoy. Yeah, right? no, I, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like if, if you have something that uh, is going to, because here's the other thing is like when you put a name on something like that, like like mm-hmm. a, like a kid, like like Grimes and, and Elon, they will say, you know, you shouldn't be ashamed of your name. That um, you know, people should uh, should not make fun of you for it, and they shouldn't do this, and they shouldn't do that, and it's a lot of like this perfect world scenario, and in many ways they're going to ignore reality. The reality is. The kids are going to make fun of them. They're going to, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can, uh, you can bring it up to teachers. You can bring it up to principals. You can basically tell your kid to stand up for themselves. You can tell them that, um, you can tell them anything, but kids aren't going to have that. They're, they're, if they're, they're going to make fun of them. And if they do, it's like, um, the, over time they're, you know, probably gonna, you know, either be, uh, hurt by it or resent it or angry about it or you know just want to change so yeah you know yeah. I, I i can see why i can see where she's she doesn't uh dig the name because she probably caught a lot of crap work on it yeah this doesn't sound great um i i, I don't know oh <laughs> uh, god yes <laughs> yeah all right, but well, n- another Bob, good question. Bob and another Julia, good two classic names that uh, never got us in trouble for nothing. I, I can say that. I've never gotten in trouble for being a Julia. So. I, I mean, I catch I catch crap uh, nowadays uh, because, you know, it's the no one goes by Bob anymore. No one goes by Bob anymore. There's been, you know, <laughs> a uh, there's been a campaign for me to go by Rob instead of Bob for sure. Oh. But I am stubborn and I'm not not gonna go that route okay i had a bad decade when um the wedding singer came out when my name suddenly became julia gulia for about 10 years Uh, ah yes yes (laughs) yes but that wasn't too bad either i I, i'll take it i'll take it (laughs) my my favorite was uh you know i have a a friend and her last name is baker and when talladega nights came out uh the uh shaken baker was the nickname for quite a while and it drove drove her nuts but i thought it was funny yeah see we don't have i i'm just glad i didn't get nailed with something like so saucy i mean i'm sorry but being named after a brain wrinkle that's you don't get out of that you don't recover that's not cool that's not even like you're not like oh no i'm i'm a lord of the rings character i'm named after something in game of thrones yeah 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 wrinkle yeah Oh, poor kid. All right. Well, another <laughs> solid, solid question, I got to say. This was fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Bob. I always enjoy catering to the needs of people who want to make reasonable <laughs> judgments. And, <laughs> and yeah, I did kind of I, I, I did kind of take a hard stance on this one, but yeah, really I just feel like I just feel like it's a, you know, manipulative. So not a fan. All right. Well, until next time. uh, Until next time. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Talk to you soon.